Hello, and welcome to Behind the Big Day. So welcome along to this, the first episode of Behind the Big Day, a podcast dedicated to the wedding industry and everything that goes on behind the scenes to make a wedding day. My name is Connor. I run a photo and video company called Wheel and Spoke. We specialise in weddings. And like most of the people involved in the wedding industry, I've been quite bored. There's not been a huge amount going on. So I decided to come up with this idea for a podcast that's for everybody. So for brides and grooms, but also for suppliers and people looking to get into the industry as a point of information to tell all, just to have a chat. So you guys can find out a little bit more about what goes on behind the scenes and what really does go into the making of a wedding day. So for our first episode, I thought it'd be really helpful to go in depth with a good friend of mine who has been in the industry for a number of years and look at his origin story, look at how he got into the industry and where he sees the industry going in this unusual time. So without further ado, I will introduce our first guest. Now, can I say you're multi-award winning or <laughs> is, uh, that, is that where we're at now with you? Or like, Literally, you've just gone straight in. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, technically, yeah, but let's, I mean, no, we'll gloss over that. We're kind of, I've, I've won a, a couple of, I've won one award that I kind of, that means quite a lot. And then I've won a few other image awards which kind of mean I, I I took a good picture once or twice. Yeah. So well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of, that's good enough, I think. So yeah, Mr. Martin Hand. Hello, hello. Thank you how, for, how for we having me. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm good. We're good. It's, uh, yeah, it's a bit of a weird time currently for both of us. I think it's... Uh, well, I, th- I think for almost everyone. Uh, it's, uh, but yeah, especially like this this sort of, us in the in the industry shall we say uh but weddings and and events is very non-existent is yeah. the, the correct terminology uh right now but i mean i read something last night that sounded quite promising who knows i mean last night i don't know when we're when we're throwing this out so that this could look back in retrospect and everyone be like well he was well wrong there wasn't he <laughs> uh but the fact that the uh for weddings in particular the wedding action group have gone to good old number 10 Downing Street and said, you know, we need some sort of roadmap for where weddings are going and what we're going to do so people can have some sort of idea, you know. So hopefully that might get announced in a couple of weeks' time and we'll see what gets said there. But Fingers crossed. I've I've seen a few things like that, a few things with pubs uh, and bars asking for, you know, to give us a date and things like that. So yeah, I kind of, yeah. kind of, we're all in the same boat with all, yeah, with all of this. Yeah. So, I mean, let's start. Well, start at the start. So, what what got you into this mental industry? Uh, well, I, I guess <laughs> I got married. <laughs> as daft as that sounds. Uh, so, like, go, go back a bit further. Obviously, you know my background. Working in nightclubs, I've been a DJ. Uh, I did to, that until on- we met. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I've I've done that. I always say 15 years, but now I actually think it's longer because I think I started saying 15 years in about 2018. So <laughs> so it's close to 20 years, which is extremely scary. It can't be 20 years because I'm not that old. But anyway, so I've, I've I DJed and was in clubs for quite a while. And 
the whole sort of time I was in clubs from, I'd say from about the age of 21, I had a camera and I'd, I bought my first camera when I was at uni and never, the only reason I bought it was because people in uni had cameras and were taking pictures and I didn't. And I was like, well, surely I should take pictures. And this was, you know, pre sort of iPhone camera phone in your pocket malarkey so it made sense and I learned how a camera sort of worked and I enjoyed it and I used to just take random the typical I've got a camera and I'm going to be a photographer pictures uh you know like apples and snow and stuff like that uh and then but the whole time I was in nightclubs the event side of photography always appealed to me and I used to do like what I call DJ box shots where I got pictures from within the dj box or like cool things that only somebody that worked for the event could get and the thing that always used to sort of draw me was expression and personalities that you could bring out in a picture uh obviously in nightclubs people intoxicated or whatever that was always fun but then yeah so fast forward i've always kind of like had that camera and played with it and understood the skill set and never fully had a direction of what i could do with it and then me and my lovely then wife to be now wife obviously uh kerry we were looking to get married and photography was you know everyone knew martin had a camera it was my hobby it was my thing i was going to do uh or somehow going to do i'd never even looked at weddings properly but we started to look for a wedding photographer and the the sort of sheer amount of not talent but you know sort of creativity and artistic uh content and images that were out there blew me away because like a lot of people I had this perception of you have a wedding photographer and they just stand you in a line and take your group photos and and that sort of stuff it's a perception I think a lot of people have yeah, in the I, industry and of what we do exactly yeah and so I knew there were more there was more to it than that because as a photographer I'd invested in time looking at, at different styles of photography but then when we fully sat down and we're like right let's find somebody to capture our wedding we then started to question right well what is our wedding about what is important to us you know what do we want to be able to look back on in a few years time and yeah we just ended up looking at some amazing photographers and I emailed them all and realized they were all extremely expensive and definitely not for our wedding. Uh, so then, you know, looked a little bit further down the scale and, and realized the differences between, you know, that sort of that top level, that middle level, the, the, the level that we were kind of looking at and then the, you know, the bottom sort of level and, and, you know, what made a, essentially a good photographer or in the, in the wedding world. And, yeah, so then we got married, and the guy who captured my wedding, good old Barnaby, uh, he, uh, I got on well, uh, really well with him, and I just said to him afterwards, I was like, you know, do you ever need a, a second photographer or somebody to carry your bags and learn a bit? And he was like, yeah, sure, come on, you're all right, let's let's go and do it. And he, like, ballsily took me to a wedding, and I was like, whoa, this is fun. And like before that point, I'd captured a few friends' weddings as a guest, sort of, you know, just uh, I'll take my camera. I'm a guest at this wedding, but I'll, I'll take my camera. And, and we were at the age where a lot of our friends were just starting to get married. So it was a little bit of a 
experience and, and you know, lucky sort of stage. So, you know, I'd said to her, oh, yeah, I, 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 I'll be all right. And then, my God, like, you, I was thrown in the deep end and fully realised that if I muck this up, then I'm actually mucking somebody's wedding day up. Uh, and I think I did all right. And then the best thing for me was I, we were close. So I went round to his house afterwards and we went through the files that I delivered to him. And that was the most valuable thing I think I still had in this whole photography sort of journey that I'm on uh, was being able to go through and, and critique with somebody like he knew exactly what he wanted. So he was telling me exactly what he wanted, but, I was also looking at them and going, well, actually, I think I, you know, I like that for that. I like that for that. So that sort of critique was good. But yeah, it kind of went from there. I I stupidly said I'd shoot somebody's wedding properly after doing quite a few with Barnaby. Uh, and that again, that was somebody I knew. And then it just went from that. And a lot of it is referrals. So, you know, you, I get on really well with all my couples and I get on well with a lot of their guests. And they then go, oh, well, we're getting married next year. And I'm like, oh, have you got a photographer? No, right. Well, here we go then. And it just kind of rolls that way, I guess. But it's it started off like quite slow. I wanted it to be quicker, but I was still in like the DJ world. And then it suddenly gained like stupid amounts of traction because I realized what I actually liked and and then pushed that. And then, yeah, it, it went well. Yeah, yes. I mean, I've known you, I've known you kind of a fit pretty much through the entirety of you doing weddings now. Yeah, I've yeah. watched you kind of go through it and and you've definitely, the last sort of year and a half, two years, the, your style has definitely come out more in the yeah, work you're completely. putting Yeah, completely. I think the first sort of, like, so I say that I've been shooting since 2017. I actually shot a couple of weddings in 2016. Uh, I, th- I think I did like four in total. They were... One, they were under a, a kind of different brand anyway. It wasn't Martin Hand. But two, they were just, they were taking pictures in the style essentially of what I thought should be right. And then in 2017, I had, it must have been, I don't know, let's say 16, 17 weddings. And I was like, right, well, I need to, I need to put my own stamp on. And just as soon as you start shooting a bigger volume, you develop. You know, like those those first four, they were spread out so much. It was kind of like I had to re-remember what I was doing in the start and you know, all that. Lot. Whereas once you get to at least double figures when you're first starting out, then you you start to build in those mechanisms where you go, actually, at this point, I'm doing this. Actually, at this point, I need to be wary of that. I need to think about this. Uh, but yeah, from, I, w- I would say from about halfway through 2018, I really started to work out what I liked. And then halfway through 2019, I was like, yeah, I I know where I'm going. I know what I'm aiming for. I know what I like. I know what I want to give to my couples. I know what I don't want to do. Uh, And then, yeah, I'm just pushing that. And each year it kind of tweaks a bit more. And, you know, things slip through the net of stuff that you you think, oh, I shouldn't be doing that anymore. But it it happens. But you just, as long as you are, you know, my, my whole thing is as long as I'm actually capturing somebody's wedding day faithfully the rest of it is all extra so yeah it's a kind good, of it's a really good point it's it's there's a lot i think there's a lot more creative license in weddings than than is ever led to be believed until yeah. you're actually there because you're delivering you know close to a thousand photos most of the time yeah 
you you and I are kind of the same in the way that we work with that side of things. You know, there's you you, you deliver a volume, so in in that you do have license to be creative. Yeah, exactly that. I think you've you've uh, for me as well. I, th- I actually think a lot of my couples expect it, and I I push that I'm going to do things differently, or I'm going to I'm going to at least do some elements a little bit differently to what you know, what Uncle Bob with his Nikon D700 and massive 70 to 200 lens is going to do. You know, he's going to rock there with all the gear and I'm going to be there with some a lot more minimal. And just in that fact, that's, you know, it's going to look different than what somebody normally would. And there are plenty of times when, yeah, on a wedding day, whether it be bride and groom, whether it be guests, whether it be vicar, whether it be videographers, everyone's going, you, you're shooting that from there. And I'm like, well, yeah why well because everyone else is going to shoot it from somewhere else so this is even if my photo is terrible it gives the bride and groom something different to what everybody else has got and i like i openly sort of push that and say that to my couples and say you know this is this is something that i will try and do and that i want to do for you we're in i mean we're in the world of smartphones everybody yeah. has one i mean that the, this there's a wedding hashtag thing that i think started kind of basically when we both started the, in the industry yeah. that's really snowballed and everybody has a wedding hashtag so that they can couples can go on and they're that's instant they're yeah. on, they're on instagram that night the next day so what can you do differently what can you give your couples that's different is a massive thing yeah exactly you've got to have your you know in business you've got to have your unique selling point so you've you've got to be different from your competitors or not not you know not massively different but you've got to have something that is you uh, and in this industry like we both know a lot of that is your personality it is who you are and it's how you behave on a wedding day and around you know that bridegroom and their friends and family that they've chosen to be on their day with uh but the other thing is yeah exactly that how can you be different to everybody else that i guess at their wedding that are going to be taking the pictures that you're essentially also taking and the weird thing for me is so when when i signed up like first started i mentioned it before when i shot that first wedding for barnaby i had this sort of massive fear of responsibility of i have to i cannot muck this up i have to make sure everything is perfect and the more i progressed through this and i really hope this doesn't come across as sort of like arrogance but the more that has disappeared because i almost sort of trust my ability to you know as long as i am there and as long as my camera has a battery and a card and a lens then i'm going to be doing my job and you know as long as the lens cap isn't on and the exposure is completely and utterly screwed. Like I will be doing my job. So no matter what I'm kind of doing, that is my job. And that is what I am there to do. And I'm, I trust myself enough that I am not going to muck it up. If, yeah, if I miss something, I had this massive thing for like, again, this is probably what you were saying the past sort of like year and a half or so where I've completely stepped up a bit up until that past year and a half. I had this thing of what happens if I miss something. So I was running around capturing everything. And I'm like a headless chicken, just literally running around a wedding day, just going click, 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 click. And now, if I miss something, then I miss it. And unless it is like the biggest moment of, you know, when, when I don't know, 
even, even the first kiss, it sounds really weird, but I'm like, I'm not overly fussed about that. I will get it, but it, it, does it matter? Yeah. Probably it, not. It, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. You know, there's a, there's a whole, there's, there's, but you can understand that when you get to know couples. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you know, you get to understand which bits are really, really important. If that first kiss is really, really important to them, you know you need to be there and you will be there. But it's also that bit of, I, I have this saying, uh, which is, is true for everything, but especially for like weddings. Uh, people don't know what their... I mean, this this saying is completely going a bit skew with now because I can't remember what it actually is. But essentially, it is uh, you know people don't know uh, that's it. People don't know what they haven't got. Okay, so I you know I do flash photography. I do some creative sort of nighttime stuff. I can take one of those pictures and it can look a certain way, and I know in my head it could be potentially ten times better. However, the couple don't know that because I haven't taken that picture that's 10 times better and they've got the one that I'm delivering to them, which they think is amazing. So I look at it and I go, oh, that's, that's an average backflash shot. Whereas they look at it and they go, oh my God, it's incredible. It's our day. And look at that. It's completely different. And the same applies for, let's say the first kiss, but the other way around, my head always goes, okay, I'll get the first kiss. And, you know, if there's a moment in that first kiss and like moments, that thing that I'll probably come back to, but if there is an actual real genuine moment in that first kiss and it's not just a formality, then my God, I'm going to capture it. But if I know the couple and I know it's just a formality that they're just going to have a quick peck because they've been told that they can now kiss, the moment that's more important to me that they don't know they're going to get is the one just before or just after when they look at each other and they smiling and they grinning or the realization that they're married is there. Now you put those two images side by side. There's a couple who just had a quick peck because they've been told that they're allowed to kiss and seal the deal. And then there's the, the one that happens just after when they're staring at each other, grinning from ear to ear and all their parents are behind them and they're clapping. That one's the more important one to me. Do I include both? Obviously, if I miss the first kiss for whatever reason, <laughs> I would just turn around and be like, well, this is the moment. I mean, I wouldn't even tell them, but I'd be like, this is the moment that's better. This is the one that matters. This is the real one. This is your first kiss. Because that's, the, that's yeah. That's the key word. The key word is real. Yeah, yeah, completely. So, so much of, of a wedding day isn't, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a cliche thing to say, but it isn't real. Yeah. Cutting the cake, it's all staged. It's a tradition that we have to go through that... Uh, you know, or, or a tradition that people feel they have to go through. Somebody said something to me really funny yesterday. Uh, we're talking about uh, <laughs> talking about florists demanding images from weddings, and you know how, how sometimes they might be a little bit uh, forward, shall we say, when they ask for them. And uh, the person I was talking with was a photographer, and he was saying, "I'm just not. I don't get the whole flower thing unless there's something completely different. I don't understand it." So then we started doing a bit of research. And he was like, "Right, okay, so this is from the 1500s." Uh, flowers uh, were involved at a wedding day because most couples decided to get married in June, uh, which was a month after their annual bath 
So they still smelled okay, but if they didn't, they would buy a big bouquet of flowers to masquerade, <laughs> masquerade any potential whiff. And I was that. like, well, there you go. So, you know, if a couple turns around to me, if I'm having an initial meeting with them and they're like, oh, we don't know whether we want an album or not. And I'm like, okay, so uh, how many flowers are you having? Oh, lots. We love flowers. Right. Okay. So, well, this is the reason for flowers and this is the reason for an album, which, you know, do you smell or do you want some of this? <laughs> You know, it's kind of, it's a weird one. So yeah, there's so many formalities and traditions that people feel they have to sort of stick through and, and do that, yeah, hunting for those, the real moments, even the real moments in those traditions, like the cake cut for me, again, is always funny. I'll always photograph it, but I'm always more interested in the moment just before or just after when, you know, the bride threatens the groom with a knife or she she stuffs his face full of cake. Like those are the bits that are, that make that couple as opposed to them actually slicing cake into it's their, pers- it's their personality on, yeah, on, on a screen or in a photograph and that's that's massive yeah that's a totally. massive part of it it's it's capturing those moments because as we've said you know everybody's a photographer everybody has a camera in their pocket so those staged moments they're gonna have 50 60 copies of because everybody's got their phone out and everybody takes the same photos. Where if you can get that photo after or before that has them or that that intimate moment that has them plastered all over it, yeah, that's the best thing you can do. Yeah, like the 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 key, like you've just said, is is real. Is I, I hunt, as you know, I think we all do, but I hunt for moments, and that that involves a level of understanding not only with your couple, but with their friends and family. So uh, I, 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 I put a post on Instagram last night. I'm not sure whether you saw it, but I was talking about unlimited sort of coverage, my, my approach to capturing a wedding. And again, this is, you know, this is not standard in the industry. There's a few people that do it, a few people that don't. But my thing is I'm there all day and I don't really clock watch. I've worked with a lot of people that that do second shoot for people, or I've seen like videographers that do, and that's fine. And it's people running a business. But my approach is again, probably because of the nightclub background, and I'm used to just constantly going. I'm there until stuff feels like it's coming to an actual natural end, as opposed to the 30 minutes after the first dance or whatever it is. And the the thing in that post, the thing I was saying was like, the main reason for that is so I get to know who people are. Not only you guys, you know, as a couple, but your relationship with your parents, with your bridesmaids, groomsmen, with Aunt Fanny and Uncle Bob that you haven't seen for 10 years. You know, if you're avoiding them like the plague, then I'm not going to force you to stand next to them for a photo I'm going to just try my damnedest to make sure I've got a picture of them because clearly they've been invited by your mum stroke dad. You're not really fussed about them being there, but your mum will definitely want a picture of Aunt Fanny and Uncle Bob. In fact, let's get mum and dad together with Aunt Fanny and Uncle Bob and then they're happy and that's covered. And it's little things like that, that if you are there for six hours and you have the the formalities, which you spoke about, to capture all the things that have to be like tick box there's no time to learn those relationships and the understanding between it. So my approach is right. I'm just with you all day. And when things fizzle out at the end of the night, they fizzle out and I'll leave you to it. But if you guys are still drinking Sambuca and doing oops upside your head at two o'clock in the morning, then I'm probably going to be there because there's still something left to tell in the story. Yeah. I think think we're the same. I think there's a lot of like the number of inquiries I get 
from from couples or potential couples who go you know when when do you leave because the, yeah. the photographers or the videographers we've spoken to before this have said we're there till half an hour after the first dance and then we're off like yeah. to put it to, in my in my head to put a time limit on it means you're it it stops being about the day and starts being about the money and the the hour you know yeah, and, and all of that things and then then you lose it entirely and yeah. yes do you know what it's a business yes we make our living doing this and yes do you know what we can't do that in the at the minute and that sucks but i'm not looking forward to the money that comes with capturing weddings when they come back i'm looking forward to the day and the experience yeah, and, yeah, and, exactly and that, taking yeah. the photos and then and the, the days after and editing and all of the process behind it and i'm i'm sure you're the same and yeah, a lot of people i've spoken to are the same it's it's they want to be there they want that experience again i think i think so now it's that with with everything that's gone on even more so like my my main line in my email when I'm talking to couples when they have to sadly postpone or, or move their day and I'm still free. I always say I'm so happy that I can still be your photographer. This entire episode that we're currently going through has just proved to me how much I enjoy and miss a wedding and the event and the connections that are formed. You know, the, the buzzword for me uh, and I have to admit, I stole this off another photographer. It was, oh, it was him that made me realize what it actually is. But it's empathy. So it's being able to connect with, you know, your bride, groom, their parents, their family, their guests, being able to understand who they are and what their needs are from what I'm providing. And then translate that into images that when they look back on in, you know, two weeks, 10 weeks, 10 years time, they can still get transported and have those same feelings that they had on their day. Like that's, that's the absolute key. And all the rest of it, like we joked about the awards and stuff earlier on, all the rest of it is irrelevant. And like to me, I, I've always said this, like awards are marketing and, you you know, a lot of people are probably going to be screaming if they listen to this going, are you having a laugh of marketing? But it, it kind of is like, yeah, you've got to be good to get them. But then once you shout about them, they're just another positive reinforcement for people to put their trust in you because, you know, it's it's uh, a sign that you are good at what you do. So, yeah, that's that's kind of like the key. But I think, you know, it goes back to that that moments and that real part of the day they're the they're the important bits yeah well i guess kind of that kind of leads me on to sort of my second kind of question and kind of part of this is you know why why get into this industry and we were kind of we've we've joked about this and saying don't because at the minute everything's a little bit kind of messed up but yeah you know things are going to come back there's it's it's the one it's an industry that I a hundred hundred percent believe it's not pandemic proof, but it is recession proof. Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think if 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 good old Boris hadn't have sort of done what he's done, I think it's still technically pandemic proof. Uh, like weddings are still going ahead. I've I had an email this morning from a couple. They were supposed to get married uh, last May. That didn't happen, so they postponed to this May. And they emailed me this morning uh, saying, basically, look, we don't think the day we've planned will be able to go ahead. However, we've moved it a month earlier to April. We're going to have 15 or 24 people if we're allowed. 
at a completely different venue in a completely different area. We've got it for six hours, but it's it's in you know they were getting married in Yorkshire. They're now going to the lakes, uh, and they're going to spend the rest of the time up a mountain or by the lake having some amazing pictures. And I'm like, game on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you are, Sold. yeah, you are taking what is potentially a naff situation and you are flipping it on its head and making it positive. And I, and the only thing I replied to him, I was like, yep, game on. I'm with you all day. Uh, same rules apply that, that apply before. I am yours all day long, no matter what happens. If you guys want to go and camp halfway up a mountain, like, and then, you know, I'm not going to stay all night. I won't bring my own tent, but I'm going to be with you. Like, I, I, that's that's so much more than you know. People just going, ah, we're gonna, we're just going to keep postponing until we can have all 180 guests. And in my head, and I'm like, okay, but what what are the chances of that happening in the next sort of let's say two years? You know, it's going to be a while before we're allowed mass amounts of guests. So you have to look at the situation that you're in and you know be positive. Back. I'm clearly waffling, but back to your uh, the actual question. I can't believe we're only on question two. And yeah, but uh, this was always going to happen. Oh, let's be honest, mate. When we chat, like we go deep. You know, <laughs> I think this is what it's about, though. It's about being real. Yeah. Uh, I think for anyone that is that's looking at it, the thing that massively surprised me, like I say, and you touched on before, is the artistic freedom and the creativity that can be allowed not expected but can be allowed on a wedding day uh, from a photographer or videographer point of view so like i say the, the fundamental the number one is you need to be capturing that couple's day and what that signifies to them what that means to them not just turning up and and taking the pictures if you want to be fully invested and this is a career. It is more than just turning up your camera and, take, and taking the shots. That's what we've said. But then for your own sort of self-gratification, I'm quite a creative person. I always have been. I need to find those creative and different elements to, you know, make sure I'm happy. And that then in turn flips and becomes, you know, the, the selling point that I use, which appeals to people which then you know can step it up a gear and 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 it's just that perpetual cycle but i think if somebody was looking at this and they were going right i i've got a camera or i like photography do i want to do weddings for me as long as you like photographing people and you like real elements in your work then 100 like it is an absolute no-brainer those people that are studio photographers are good at working with light, at setting things up, at controlling light. But put them in, let's say, a street photography environment and they're going to struggle because they arguably may not have the essential skills for, with regards to uh, natural light, with regards to uh, watching and paying attention and anticipating, with regards to composition outside of their studio walls flip it around you know the people that are totally documentary style photographers like street photographers uh, or press photographers you know do they have the required skill sets to go inside a studio or go and do a, a model shoot you know outside portrait session they probably could get through it but it's not going to be as amazing as some of the other work that they do weddings is kind of for me the unique 
sort of industry within the photography world where you have to be good at everything. So you've got to be good at uh, essentially product photography, details, flowers, rings, uh, gifts. You know, everybody expects some sort of memory of those special things that have been given on that day. If you're doing an up-close photo of rings, that's product photography. That's, you know, so you've got to understand how to light and work with a product. Portraits, every couple, no matter what anybody tells you, what type of photographer they are, like everybody wants pictures of themselves. Now, whether they're set up or whether they're, you know, sort of arguably half set up, half natural, or whether they're totally hands off from the photographer and you're just grabbing all day long, they still class them as pictures of themselves. They're still portraits. So for me, I go all in. I'm like, if we're doing portraits, we're taking good pictures of couples, then, you know, we're going to, we're going to take proper portraits. I'm going to put you in a place that looks nice and I'm going to let you guys be natural, but I'm going to work it and we're going to make sure you've got some good images. And then the documentary side of things, street photography comes like really into this. And I've got some good friends that are amazing street photographers. And they always say, you know, that, that drinks reception, that two hour chunk after the ceremony, before the food is just street photography heaven, because there's so many moments, so many things that are going on. And this is an element I'm still learning with because I always think, right, I need to get through all the bits in this two hour window. We've got to do the group photos, maybe take the bride and groom off, got to do this, but then I'm still looking for those, unique moments and I always I know in myself this is one area I want to improve I know I always go to a sort of default composition and, and place with my camera during that window and it's only when it's long enough that I then suddenly start going ah actually I can pull back and I can go a bit wider I can do whatever but yeah you've got to be you've got to be good and you've got to have that sort of edge in every single area and I think if you if you enjoy photography, it gives you that scope to to learn each area, to level it up and then keep pushing. So I think that kind of answers it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. It does. I know, I think we both know a fair few photographers who've come to it from something else. Yeah. And and they don't understand that there's there's so many different elements. You can talk you can call yourself a creative art art, you know, an art an art photographer or you can call yeah. yourself a documentary style photographer but actually when you look at everybody's wedding albums from a guy who costs 30 grand to the guy who costs 700 quid like it's it's or a girl sorry that's me yeah, being, yeah. <laughs> that's me being an idiot but that's fine um you know the the there's the across the entire spectrum you've got the guts of the same stuff yeah, completely. Like, and this is this is where it comes from. You know, there's the guy who, like you say, or girl who charges seven hundred quid, six hundred quid, five hundred quid to do seven thousand hours on somebody's wedding. There's every chance that he is going to capture something incredible. You know, some might even say award winning uh, for the the documentary style or the moments of a wedding day. Uh, he could still capture that because he's there at that wedding with his camera. The difference between him and like you say the the 10 20 30 grand photographer is those guys are so much more in tune with what could go on and they're so much more invested in that day as opposed to weddings in general and i think that's again we touched on it before but i think that is the main difference understanding who you are with 
on a day and how you are going to stick with them and capture it for them as opposed to going this is what i do this is my template and this is you know this is what i, I i'm going to i'm going to provide for them and i know plenty of photographers and videographers that work to sort of like a template of they go right this is my style their wedding has to fit into this so i'm going to shoehorn it in and then deliver it and they know what they're getting and that's how it is and you just think okay that's good and that works for you and that may be a business model but that's not their wedding that's a wedding with your style on it so it's yeah it's a it's a fine line and i think the more you do and the more you deep dive on it the more you sort of realize what's important both to you and to your couples but yeah yeah i think that's that's a fair that's a fair thing to say i think there's a lot of a lot of couples don't really know what they want yeah but a lot of them will go a, a lot a lot of couples end up just price matching and yeah. actually that that goes against kind of what we do because there's the the guy who who is or girl who's who's shooting you know the 700 quid wedding is shooting 100 weddings a year yeah. at that price or whatever and it's it's a factory and that's absolutely fine and there's a market for that but there's clearly also the market for the more expensive but it's going to give you that unique kind of capturing that unique essence of your day i think it's it's almost like the education uh to the couple and and this is the difference this is something i've found because obviously like i'm a i'm quite analytical so from a business point of view i chat with other photographers i study other photographers sort of uh materials whether it be website or you know uh guides to help brides sometimes even like you know pricing strategies and packages and i look at why certain people do certain things and the main thing that always comes back to me is the guys who seem to charge more, and I'm using guys now just as, uh, to cover all bases. We've done it. We've, uh, yeah, we've, we've, we've done got, it. Yeah. We've got, La- we've ladies, got the, uh... ladies, guys and gals, like, we're covered. But yeah, uh, <laughs> so the, the people that charge that higher point, uh, the thing that always comes back to me is they spend more time educating their couples. So... Again, I was I was married once. Oh, well, I am still married, but I got married I was going once. I say, you know, you got some news for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so when we got married, I knew I liked photography. And I knew, you know, after doing a bit of research, I knew what I really did like about uh, certain photographers. And what I didn't realise is how, you know, what what I actually liked and wanted for our photography. We could have gone out and had some amazing portraits you know and spent a good 45 50 minutes getting some incredible portraits i mean kez did that matter to us not really like we look back and the what the images now especially that we hardly sort of we, we gloss over and we think oh yeah we look good back then but you know let's not let's not keep looking at them are the portraits the ones that matter most are of you know the the, the real moments capturing the real people and you know sadly the ones that aren't here like it always kind of comes back to that sort of bit. But the thing that uh, the difference between, like you say, your 700 quid person and your, your, you know, your two and a half, three, four thousand photographer or videographer is those that are the more expensive price point understand this. And they, when they speak to their couples, there's a level of education where they go, right, okay, look, this is, you know, this, this is the sort of stuff that is going to be important to you. It's not just about me turning up with a camera because all your other guests are going to do that with their iPhone. It's about really d- 
deep dive in with who you are, who your guests are, and, and being able to capture that. And yes, in a sort of slightly different way, but it's it's that education and then understanding as to why. I mean, we joked about the flowers before, but understanding as to why that is important. You know, why why the sort of fee that people charge is justifiable for what you're delivering. At the end of the day, if you're being totally and utterly honest, the only thing that lasts after a wedding day that you can look back on and truly appreciate and enjoy and relive your day through is photos and video. So in my head, that should be the thing that you fully invest in. You know, yes, the venue is going to cost more because there's so much going on there. But then when it comes to everything else, people have kind of got that ingrained anyway now but when it comes to anything else the photos and videos are the things that you should invest not only money in but time mm. finding you know i always say to my couples if i have an inquiry and i'm on the phone with them i'm like look if i talk too much or you don't like the sound of like my voice or my approach or the way the stuff that i'm showing you you know any element not just the photographs don't book me yeah like if you don't think your mum is going to be able to sit and have a quick chat with me for five minutes. Definitely don't book me, you know, because I'm going to end up irritating somebody and that's never my goal. Like hopefully I like to think that I'm quite likable and, and personable. So that always works well, but that situation is perpetual as well because it doesn't work for you and it doesn't work for them. Yeah, so it's completely. mutually almost kind of like mutually assured destruction. It's not. It's not good for anybody involved. Yeah. If you're if there's if the if there is something in your head going, eh, maybe not. Maybe maybe not. Maybe are on the side of maybe not. Yeah, completely. Like there's there are enough people out there getting married, even in this current situation. You know, when when things get lifted, I've I've been chatting with a couple of friends, which you know as well. Like, and we've been saying, you know, there's going to be a rush. There's going to be plenty of people that want to go ahead and get married with reduced numbers to save money, but their wedding day is not going to be reduced in any way. You know, just because the guest count is lower, it doesn't mean that the the love, the emotion, the meaning is any lower. If anything, it's going to be heightened. Like I'm fortunate enough that I've done quite a few, I'm sure as yourself, done quite a few, you know, micro or smaller weddings, 15 people weddings. At the end of last year, I did one that was just two guys. That was it. You know, it was just them getting married. Uh, but then afterwards, uh, one of the guys, mum and dad turned up and that literally four people there, that was it. And the amount of connection and joy and happiness that was just on that street in Manchester for that five minutes was incredible. And then the guys wanted portraits and stuff, but there was still so much connection there. You know, it was just, it was real. And then same with like, I did a, a 15 person wedding uh, at the start of December and the same thing, you know, it was so important for those couple, uh, for that couple to get married and for those people to be there with them that it didn't matter that wasn't 60, 70, 80 other guests because those people that were there were the ones that when you boil down to it, really and truly mattered to them. And it was amazing. And, you know, it just kind of, yeah, so it will happen. I, I definitely think there will be people that start to decide that actually we can we can get down to 20 people, say, and, and it will still be incredible. So they're always going to be out there. So if you get the, like you say, going back to it, if you, if you sort of, as a photographer or as a couple, if you sort of get a red flag, then err on that side of caution where maybe this doesn't quite work for us because, you know, e even if, right, you get that little bit of doubt 
and you're like, oh, I'm not sure about this couple. And then you go, oh, no, I'll be all right. It'll be fine. You're going to get to their wedding day and you're going to be like, ah, there was something not quite right about these. So then you're going to be looking for it and you're going to be like, mm, what, what is it? Mm, not, uh, and you just, and it plays on your mind. And that's like, for me anyway, I like to be in a positive state of mind. That's the last thing I ever need. So I'm just like, look, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I, I think you guys are amazing. I just, I think we should uh, have another chat and look at a few further options or something like that. You know, I'm never going to turn around if I'm, if, if I'm somebody's dream photographer, I'm never going to turn around and go, well, no, you're not for me. Like I, I, it's come across really weird, but I'm going to be totally honest with couples and say, look, you know, if you think that, you know, your mum's not going to like me, then that is, that could be a concern. I know I'm working for you guys, but that's, you know, you've got to think about that. And it's always, it's always down to the couple to make that sort of decision. Uh, but yeah, it is, it is important. I think. I think that's that's going back to kind of the start where we kind of started with all this. I think that's probably looking back, especially, and and kind of the the tip I'd give myself if, when I was just starting, and the tip I'd give people, this tip I still do give photographers who speak to me who are just starting out: don't chase it. Yeah. Let your work speak for yourself. Don't discount. Don't do things like that. Yeah, yeah, Have, completely. Do whatever you're gonna do, but don't just because you you know you you want you want a wedding for for Instagram or whatever else. Don't chase that. Let that come organically because that will then show up in your work. Yeah, but- you like you have to you have to go through that natural cycle. So we all start on the the quite low end when it comes to like price wise, but even take the money out of it, you still start on that low end. Nobody's going to go in and get a, a Tuscany destination wedding as their first wedding job. Do you know what I mean? You've, you've got to start with your, I call them red carpets. So your, your holiday inns or your, uh, uh, whatever, you know, the, the, some of the, the Mercury's or whatever, the hotels that are, you know, it's a hotel that has weddings and that's where you start. No matter who you think you are, that is where you start because you learn to cut your teeth. And I always remember looking back and chatting. I've been quite fortunate. I've got through Barnaby, I've, I've made some really good friends that are in this industry. And I always remember looking back, I'd gone round to somebody's house for a barbecue, like 10 photographers and all there chatting. And I was clearly like in year one, not even that, learning and sat in awe with all these guys and going, ah, oh, yeah, but I, I need that venue or I need this. And one of them pulled me to one side and he was like, look, exactly what you've just said. Don't chase it. It will come. Do what you can do with what you have got and work hard. Because then once you realize that oh, I can get these from, from this sort of venue or this sort of situation, then when you're in that situation again, you'll know, actually, I can I, I can do that. I, I've already done it once. I could do that, but I could do it better. I could improve upon it. I, I can manage it this way. And I think that's that's like the key. Yeah, if you if you start suddenly going, right, well, I, I need this, this, and this. If you, if you suddenly, if you start this industry or start this profession and instantly decide you need to rely on the cash flow, you're doing it for completely the wrong reasons. When it gets going, don't go wrong, there can be some nice cash flow in it, but it's not about that. It's it's about the other side. For me as a photographer, it's about the sort of artistic merit and graphic gratification, uh, the authenticity of it. And then for the couples, it's about realism. It's about their day. And uh, well, that's my approach anyway. It's about making sure that it is 
is genuine and again honest authentic that's that's the key point and as long as you sort of stick to whatever your your mantra or your process is then i think that like you say that rings true and then it'll start to come and yeah that, that's that's a massive point and you know you can be at a, a two hundred thousand pound budget wedding in you know far-flung italy or wherever or you're right you can be as I did, I've driven, you know, a few years ago, just starting out, I drove four hours to a hotel in Bristol yeah. to cover a wedding. But the emotion's the same. Yeah. The meaning of the whole thing is still the same. And if you, that's that's what you've got to understand and not worry too much about chasing Instagram. Because actually, you know, I look at my Instagram, I have one of the photos I took from that wedding still on my Instagram because yeah. there's emotion and it's beautiful. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter about the background and, and the setting. It's the moments and the people and, and the, the the capturing all of that that I think is massively important. I and mean, the thing are, is... For, for me, sorry, I'm like I've cut you off there, but like the I, I keep thinking of a, a a wedding that I did shoot, and it was at a Holiday Inn, uh, not too far from where I am. And my aim, like they, they they were the hotel sort of management and staff were quite keen to tell me that they just had a bit of a refurb and like this new area was a bit nice and a bit wacky and a bit whatever. And it was it was like some really cool colours and chandeliers, and my aim was right let's shoot this venue like it's never been shot before let's let's you know let, let, let's capture this new bit that's definitely not been caught before because it's brand new it's the first wedding that's that's had it but let's shoot this venue at least with a selection of images that they'd never seen before you know the the venue's on a hill it's got a triangular sort of roof it's got a massive holiday inn sign but it looked like a blinking aeroplane. So I was like, the first thing I saw was like, right, well, let's get right below the, the hill. And there's like a leading line of grass all the way up to then this point, which had a massive green holiday inside. And I was like, bang. Like, it, it, it's so weird and abstract, but it's incredible. And then later on in the night, now this chandelier thing. And it's, I think it's the first time I've ever done like a before and after with like a flash shot. And I should really do more of them because this sort of stuff really, I really like looking back on. But it was in this hotel foyer. There was not a lot there at all. There was a load of guests around. There's, you know, lots of people in the backgrounds. There's massive windows. But there was this chandelier. And I, I just thought, right, I'm pretty sure if I can cancel everything out and just light the chandelier and have the couple near it, I could probably get rid of everyone else. I'll use a flash. And the before and after was mental as in like mental because <laughs> it, it was a hotel foyer with lots of guests and lots of hotel guests just milling about suitcases this that and the other and a couple just stood there waiting for the picture taken and then once I got them in the zone and I was like right guys just cancel everyone else out you know don't worry about them you guys just have a little moment here uh lit it right and then it was literally completely dark with the chandelier on one side and the couple on the other. And I showed them there and then and I was like, I never do this, but just look at this. And they were like, Oh my God, where is that? How have you done that? And I'm like, it's right here. And it's, it's that, that moment there where I was like, I could do that anywhere. So it doesn't matter where your venue is now. Like, you know, find, find, find the golden nuggets in a room 
and then use them. You know, find those highlights, find those They're special always things. there. Yeah. They're yeah, always completely. there. No matter where you are, they are always there. You just got to find them. And sometimes you have to work harder for them than others. Yeah. But they are always there. I think yeah. that's a pretty that's a pretty good note to end on, I think. Yeah, I definitely think so. I think like, yeah, if you if you we were talking about quitting your teeth, if you've got your you've done the the graft early on in your career, and then you'll go to a venue that you've A never been to before or B never thought about shooting at before and you get there, you'll instantly start to see the the features, the bonuses that you can use to set yourself apart. And as long as you can do that then you'll always progress. I think that's the key, making sure that you've always got something that you can just step up with at each sort of, each wedding that you do. Yeah. Sweet. Oh. Do you want to, do you want to plug your Instagram and, and uh, oh God, website that, and things? Yeah, you've got a, a, a this is going to do re- it these days. I know, yeah, but it's really weird because I don't write my website anymore, but I, I literally just put MHP web and hit spacebar and it auto fills it wherever I am. So, uh, but yeah, it's martinhand.com uh, and Instagram handle is martinhandphoto, I think. So yeah, they're the, they're the only things I kind of use. Facebook's, probably the same but yeah you know if you go on the website you'll see it everything is getting redone at the moment completely and utterly uh redone so if you if you check back in soon then martin hand 2.0 will be live you, uh, you, you sent me a sneak peek uh the other day it was uh, good so I'll yeah we're, get, to we're getting that i think i'm going to tease that today actually just that little bit and uh and then yeah just just waiting on website stuff so it'll be good when we get there it'll be really good i can't wait Sweet. Well, thank you so much for for jumping on and and having a natter with me. It's been it's been good fun. No, thank you very much for having me and letting me waffle. Like I apologise if I literally just just opened the floodgates and off we went. But no, it's been really good. It's really, we've nice all fun. been we've all been cooped up a bit. I think it's been it's been yeah, good to have exactly. a bit of just a... just so much to get out. Let's let's do like episode two, three, four, and five on again with me with so many different things and we'll we just do pick, a different topic pick yeah. some random topics we could probably bang out in a day yeah exactly and then what we'll do is we'll sell it as an online training course for everybody and then if jobs are good in well, that's that's pretty much what everybody else is doing so why oh, not you know why what I mean jump yeah. might as well jump on the bandwagon there we go look at that amazing uh, oh dude it's been amazing thanks so much thanks so much bud I'll, uh, I'll speak to you soon in a bit so that was the very talented Mr Martin Hand thank you so much for listening uh, we have an email address if you want to send in new questions, if you want to send in new queries, um, brides, uh, grooms, uh, potential wedding suppliers, anything. If anybody you know wants to volunteer themselves to to join me on this little adventure, then then that's great. The email address is behindthebigday at gmail.com. You can find me at at wheelandspoke on Instagram or at www.wheelandspoke.co.uk. Thank you so much again for listening and I will speak to you next time. Mm-hmm.